This episode of Comic Book Junto is brought to you by Bear Fruit, a Philadelphia-based lifestyle brand dedicated to turning beliefs into creative action and inspiring others to do the same. Head over to bearfruit.com, that's B-3-A-R-F-R-U-I-T.com, and sign up for our newsletter. While you're there, check out our other podcast, The Beautiful Struggle, a weekly conversation series hosted by me, Octavius A. Newman, featuring various guests telling their origin story. Don't forget to grab some merch from our online store. As a reward for being a loyal Comic Book Junto listener, use promo code CBJ to get 10% off your next order. Bear fruit. Believe. Create. Inspire. Now let's start the show. Comic Book Junto, episode 17. I'm your host, Octavia Zay Newman. I am the creator of Bear Fruit. And with me on the podcast right now, my co-host, Adam Jazz Hands Terrorist. They're doing Jazz Hands, man. It's like another is way of it? saying Isn't that what Jubilee has? That's, that's her what her power is Jazz Hands? Is she has Jazz Hands? I think that's it. I thought she had like sparks or like fireworks that's, or something that's what along it's supposed, isn't that what? Isn't that just what Jazz Hands okay, are? Okay, uh, Wolverine, you've got Adamantium hands, right? Okay, Havoc, you've got uh, that. I don't know that circle, John, that like shoots. Yeah, you just, yeah. Your okay, whole aura just comes off of you. Hey, hey, uh, what do I have? A jubilee? What do you have? Oh yeah, what do I have? Uh, you just shake your fingers around. You just wiggle your fingers, and then after that, the sparks come out. <laughs> it's like the it's like the most <laughs> intense jazz hand. Wow, because th- think about. Jazz hands. Think, of, think about the way in which you need to wiggle your hands around to create a kinetic energy. Now, talk. Right? Let's let's look at it this way. Uh huh. What if one needed to include jazz hands in a routine? Right. Okay. Okay. Let's talk like a performance. Yeah. Like you know what? And da 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 da. Boom boom cat. Boom cat. Here, jazz hands. <laughs> what if uh, instead of just the finger waving? Yes. The jubilee fireworks happened. Yes. How powerful would that be? Turn that over to the judges. 10, 10, 10. That's, yeah, that's great. So That's good. That's I good. think we can conclude that at the end of the day. What's this doing against Sentinels? Maximum jazz hands. <laughs> Power level, a thousand. It's your boy, Adam. Maximum jazz hands, Tetris. There it is. Very happy to join you on this beautiful Wednesday. It is a beautiful Wednesday. It is. It's, it's like sunny out, perfect finally. weather outside. Sun's out, guns out. Mm-hmm. You know? Apparently, because you's out here with uh, two shirts on. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, I have a little bit of a farmer's tan. I, 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 got, I have red, red arms because I was... Um, ignorant of the sun mm-hmm. this weekend, this past weekend. I went to a bachelor party, helped put on a bachelor party for mm-hmm. my best friend. We went camping. We had a lot of fun. I was thinking, I've been watching a lot of Justice League, the yep. old WB cartoon. Yep. I'm trying to get my powers from our sun, mm. just like the son of Krypton. Come on now. Um, I did not get powers. Because he got the power from the sun. No, uh, I, got, okay. I just got like that kind no, of... No, no, no. See, because you're not listening to me, all right? Uh-huh. The uh-huh. power of the sun, okay. No, I'm not going to... Go ahead. Anyway. Yeah. On. Ladies and gentlemen, that was a recording from my speech <laughs> at the bachelor party. <laughs> right. 
Uh, <laughs> right. That's exactly what I sound like. It's exactly you, you, what I sound like. And it's amazing how you can go back and forth in between. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're, you're a very talented guy. I fool a lot of people. You, you, you can't judge a book by its voice. You can't judge an audio book by an audio book voice. by its voice. Okay. All right. We're, <laughs> we're going somewhere. Speaking of which, uh, I just got Ta-Nehisi Coates' book, um, The Beautiful Struggle, the mm-hmm. audio book. I'm, I'm listening to that. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Did you listen to uh, his interview on pop culture happy hour yes i did last week yeah yeah that was good stuff it was very good yeah and and podcast fans people who are joining us right now if you do not listen to pop culture happy hour i recommend it Mm -hmm. and they did an episode called a small batch episode kind of like a one shot that we do Mm -hmm. uh where they they just have an exclusive shorter episode for one thing in particular and they had this really awesome 30 minute extended interview with ta-nehisi coats yeah um, I could listen to that guy talking about anything. And when he's talking about Spider-Man, yeah. Yeah, sign me up. Yeah. Sign me up. Yeah, yeah. So, it's a good week for comics, by the way. Like today, I missed last week totally. Yeah, you were telling me. And I went over to the shop today and felt flooded with all of the things that I could pick up. However, I had a limited budget. I lost my wallet. Oof. I lost my wallet on Monday. So I have a, a, a sparse amount of cash. Which meant I was in problem-solving mode, right? I could only get the things that were shouting for my attention. I went through a lot of high highs, a lot of low lows. Mm. The journey was was tough. Go ahead. I'm here now. I'm excited to, to talk comics with you now that I've gone through that odyssey. Wow. Mm-hmm. Did you come out on the other side a better person? You be the judge of that. <laughs> we're going to find out <laughs> on episode 17. <laughs> Hey, this week we have a lot of news once again. Yeah. This world just does not slow down. Hey, man. Huh? That's what's fun for us. This is a great time to be a geek. Yeah, it is. There's a lot of things to talk about and get excited about and discuss. So let's get into it. Yeah. Yeah. Shall we? Uh, you you want to follow up on something that we were talking about last time? Tessa Thompson? Yeah, yeah. You want to kick me. off? Okay. All right. So anyway, um, I will talk about that. So Tessa Thompson, which we talked about in episode 16, we were saying that it's um, she's going to be in the new Thor Ragnarok movie and that she's going to have some sort of like relationship with Thor mm-hmm. and going to be playing some type of hero. What was it? Something along the lines of like a, a semi superhero or something yeah, or, like that or a type okay, yeah. of, of hero. Mm-hmm. So um, from what we're seeing on the interwebs, it's, it's being rumored that she's going to be playing uh, Valkyrie. I love Valkyrie. I love Tell me about Valkyrie. Here's my very limited knowledge, but basis for affection Mm -hmm. for Valkyrie. Do you remember when Venom moved to Philly? You told me about that. Yeah, so we we talked about that briefly. Flash Thompson moves to Philadelphia. He's Agent Venom at the time. Mm -hmm. I was all about that. And uh, he had a romantic thing going on with Valkyrie. And at one point in a Venom comic, He's he's up against the wall. He's got a lot of guys cornering him. It's, it's, it's looking like a bad situation. Right. And he's like, I bet y'all didn't think I would bring someone to back me up. And guess who it is? My girlfriend. And Valkyrie smashes through and she's on this like uh, Pegasus. Phantom? And, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, pan, uh, designer like shows up. Yeah, didn't look like a panda. Oh, okay. But she she's on top of this Pegasus. She smashes through. She's about to back him up. She looks awesome. And first thing out of her mouth was like, 
girlfriend? <laughs> they yeah. have a little domestic squabble. She's like, first of all, I don't remember huh? any labels being shared between you and I. We haven't yeah. made any agreements. I loved watching the two of them spar in a West Philly gym. Mm. That is so damn cool to me. So and you're hoping that we're going to get, like we have an MI, MIB and 21 Jump Street crossover. Uh, we're looking at a Creed, Thor, Venom. Venom. Yeah. Yes. Crossover. Yes, yes, yeah. All wow. Uh-huh. And you know the scene in Creed when they're they're uh they're following Michael B. Jordan and he's he's running and they're they're on like ATVs and, and stuff right, like that. Right. Just all Pegasus. All pe- just all Pegasus. Uh-huh. Like Phantoms. winged horses. Just galloping next just to them. <laughs> <laughs> they I, I admit that I don't know very much about Valkyrie outside of her relationship, her brief relationship with Flash. That is definitely uh, erroneous on my part. I would like to know more about her, but I, I loved that character at the time. I feel like Tessa Thompson would be an awesome Valkyrie. Hey, man, I want to see her thrash some people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same, same. Uh, also on the movie news, evidently, we have an official announcement for something that I think all of us knew was coming. Deadpool 2. If you don't do Deadpool 2, you just throwing money down the drain. Deadpool 2. You just want to burn cash. You want some money? No, I don't want it. No, yeah. thank you. And uh, it, look, the, the link that we have up on comicbook.com has uh, an image of Deadpool, thumbs up, and who's that in the background? Husky Cable. But a Husky Cable. So I'm wondering, does that mean something? Is this just an image comicbook.com is using? Hey, I mean, they're expecting this. They're, they're saying that Cable's going to be in the sequel. We don't know who who's going to be playing Cable, but hey, yeah, the same director. You know what I mean? Like, I'm in. I'm yeah. in already. Yeah, yeah. Uh, while we're talking about sequels, uh, we we may as well skip ahead a little bit. Avatar. You remember Avatar? I do. Yeah. Oh, wow. That excitement, that in that tenor in I your do. voice. Yeah. yeah. That sounds like... I rem- Okay, let me say it. I remember it, but I don't remember it in the sense that I can, like, recite it. Like, I remember Karate Kid. Ewa Nigahu. See, I don't even know. When did you learn Swahili? No, 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 Is that man. what you guys... Ta- did you guys learn Swahili when you were out getting farmer's dance? That's Navi. We were practicing Navi. See, I wrote my entire speech, my ba- my bachelor... <laughs> in Swahili? Best man. <laughs> Jumbo. Jumbo. That's all you got? Yeah, that's it. Way to go, man. Uh, yeah, thank you. More than I got. Yeah. Uh, I, I spent a, a few weeks in Africa over the summer. Picked up nothing. And what? the whole time I was just trying to, I'm just trying to speak Navi, the made up language from the movie Avatar. Nobody's Didn't work it. out. No. Yeah. No, no, no. I can imagine how that wouldn't work. Yeah. We're like, you know, we don't, you know, that's not what we speak. <laughs> no, here, right? not, let's just, let's just clarify First something. We're none of us. Do any of us look like blue, like we blue and got tails and locks? Anybody here look like that? Okay. So why are you talking to me in some made up language from a movie? Adam's like, you know what? My bad. Forgive me. That's my bad. That is my bad. <laughs> you right. <laughs> Players mess up. <laughs> Look, on Avatar, James Cameron reportedly says he wants four sequels for Avatar. Not that he wants that it's coming. That it's happening. Like they got dates. Well, I mean, look, I'm going to say he wants in that how long has it been since the first Avatar came out? Many how many moons. years have we waited? Many moons. A long time. A long time. And I'm just saying Avatar 2 feels like unobtainium to me right now in that it cannot be obtained. 
Wow. Yeah. There was just a little deep cut, Avatar deep cut. Yeah. Cause you just said a word. I felt like I was supposed to know it, but I'm going to keep it real with you. I didn't know what you was talking about. Ewan Igahu. That was the, the, the planet Pandora in the movie Avatar was uh, uh, a sacred resource to all of the humans because it had this this element called unobtainium, mm-hmm. which is a like a doofy name, but a, a real thing. Adamantium. Uh, it's always a um. Uh, yeah. A tium. Uh, it's, a, it's always a tium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ad, Adam tium. Octavius tium. I don't think Octavius. No, nah, it doesn't really work. Nah. Octavium. That works. Okay, we can go with that. That works. In fact, I think uh, uh, our boy Doc Ock in mm-hmm. Spider-Man 2 was uh trying to get his hands on what was it trivium or some something john like that like something that he was using to control his uh octopus robot what about trillium trillium is a comic book yeah 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 or you're just so trill oh wow you just so trill you are like the you were the most trill you could be that you produce an element uh, you, the trillist oh my god the trillist og he just creates <laughs> This element that when consumed by others, your trill level just goes. Here's the deal. When you sit with someone who is so when you sit with someone who is so trill Mm -hmm. and you're just trying to get information out of them, you're trying to get their insight, their street knowledge. Right. Right. You are mining for trillium. Mm. Here's what I'm doing right now. I want to sit you down. I'm going to get you a coffee. I'm going to mine for trillium. Listen listen here, young boy. Let me sit you down. See, let me let me let me share you a little something. Okay. Cause you because you got it all wrong. I mean, the trilogy's got to put you on. Because, see, wow. that's the problem with y'all youth. Y'all ain't mining for trillium like we used to. Okay? <laughs> y'all out here got the game messed up. You know what I'm saying? Young boys out here trying to call anything trill. You got to talk to your OGs first. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I feel like Comic Book Junto, in a way, is you and I mining for trillium. You might be right. Right? We're, I think we're sitting on a trillium vein. Wow. Right? And we are we are exporting trillium. And for, when people people give us five stars and a positive comment after they've downloaded and subscribed and all that good stuff, yeah, they plug into the trillium. That's right. That's and right. And they receive it. Uh huh. Oh, okay. Uh huh. You're welcome, guys. Yeah. Hey, uh, in the spirit of inclusivity, uh, trill is uh, is slang. UrbanDictionary.com for uh, something that is is both true and real. Okay. It is true and real. So we're talking about, you know, keeping it trill. You, 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 you keep it trill, mm-hmm. right? You, you keep it true. You keep it real. You are, you're genuine. Urban Dictionary. No BS. Trill. An adjective used in hip-hop culture to describe someone who is considered to be well-respected, mm. coming from a combination of words true mm. and real. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it, this is this is actually followed by a lot of words that I can't say. Uh, <laughs> but but this is how you know you keep it a trill. This is how you know that <laughs> <Right>. this is <laughs> I'm keeping it trill right now. Right, <laughs> true and real. Way to go, Adam. <laughs> if you Google trill trill, you understand what Adam was talking about. Yeah. All right, moving That's on. Correct. Something I'm really excited about. Look, there, one last note on the Avatar thing, okay? Okay. Uh, I'm happy that somebody's finally breaking out of the trilogy thing. Trill! Oh! oh. The trilogy! No, you know what? Ooh. I was going to say I'm glad trilogy's gone, but no, ah, no. No! I'm not. How about you're so trill... Damn it. ...that you got to do stuff three times because the first time they can't take it all. <laughs> they can't even process everything the first time. You need three doses of what I got. Oh, okay. No. I'm that trill. Oh no, I think trilogy. I think Big Sean has <laughs> yeah. Why Big... has nobody's album been called Trilogy yet? Has that happened? No, that can't be right. How have you not done a three like 
part like series called trilogy. Come on, rappers. We can't we can't be this good. We can't be this ahead of the curve. I think uh Big Sean, Big Sean in his song, his classic song. I I don't I don't let's say mess. I don't mess with you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> right. Right. Uh he says, Ain't nothing but trilling me. Oh man, silly me. I just bought a crib, three stories. That bitch a trilogy. Oh, all right. That's a good line. Okay. Big Sean doesn't bring a lot to the table, I don't think. <laughs> that is a good line. That is a good line. Yeah, both, Big Sean doesn't bring much to the table, but I'll take that. I like that. <laughs> I like I'll Big Sean. It. I celebrate Big Sean. Word. <laughs> trilogy. Okay. Anyway, you were saying about the trilogies. Uh, what I was saying is... I was Trilogies. Every, everything is a trilogy. Everything's got to be three movies. Oh, it's mm-hmm. three books. Always. Mm-hmm. Three games. Always. So I like the idea that somebody's like, nah, five. Yeah. Five is the new three. Going for it. So I'm I'm pleased by that. I love Avatar. I, I need something to cure my post Avatar depression. Mm-hmm. And I feel like four movies could do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I know a lot of people are like, nobody asked you for this. So. <laughs> you know what I mean? As far as like Avatar. Uh, but I guess we'll see. I'm open. I'm uh-huh. open for it. Uh-huh. Big news. Big news. Batman the killing joke. Yeah. Animated. Mm-hmm. Kevin Conroy come back as Batman. Mark yeah. Hamill come back as the Joker. Very excited. Yes. Yeah. Tells a story that's a big part of Batman's canon, right? That's right. News is it is getting a rated R rating. It is official. It is official. officially getting a rated R rating. Mm-hmm. Whereas the, the word was where we might be looking at, at an R rating, mm-hmm. but now this is real. This is going to be a really interesting experience. I think. Yeah. Because the uh, I was watching the preview. What's that like? Ten minute long preview. You know, can you, I still haven't seen that. Yeah, that was pretty cool. But although I need to, I need to sit down and watch. You that. know, in fairness, uh, it it's kind of like a trailer in that it shows you a lot of footage. So mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel about that. Well, but, is it showing me more than I want? You you know me long enough to know if it's more than I want to see. No, no. I th- I think it's I think it's something that you would want to check out because it's a lot of the team, the voice actors, the animators, the producers, oh, okay. directors, and they're talking about how they managed to bring this to life mm-hmm. to to animation. Yeah. Um, the the thing that gets me is the animation, even though it's not the exact same animation from the old Saturday morning Batman cartoons. Right. It reminds me that crispness, that like DC look. Mm-hmm. reminds me of those old cartoons. Right. This is going to be a rated R movie that looks like those old cartoons. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of a weird thing happening in my brain. Like, ah, it, this looks strange. This is like a lot of childhood memories that are about to get really dark. Well, we know why it's going rated R because there's really no way to accurately tell the story of what happened without putting some dark stuff out there. It is you know grisly. What I mean? So we don't want to tell you if you haven't read it, but you know, it's, it, it needs a rated R rating or else it's probably not going to do it justice. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. You know? um, one other thing, uh, word on the street is it was, the story was not long enough to make a full movie, movie out of it. So they're adding in like another 15 minutes. They're adding some parts about um, Batgirl. Batgirl. Yeah. Which makes a lot of sense because there are a lot of events that take place having to do with Batgirl. This some controversial stuff having to do with Batgirl. Um, and I think it makes sense to add some context, some foundation, so people really care deeply about Barbara Gordon yeah. before anything goes down. So right. as far as I'm concerned, I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So they're going to be adding new elements to the story. And I am very ready. I mean, you know what? I wish I could be a voice actor. Yeah? Like, I would love to do that. I, I, love... I know you, you've mentioned this before. Yeah. Um, like and... I said, I respect... I, let me tell you real quick, guys. Quick story. Mm. My wife and I hanging out. Me and my wife, Logan, hanging out. Logan is my dog. Logan wasn't in my house like, hey, bub, pass me the... You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but I have a short, very short, stubby, husky pit bull. So he looks like... Logan, you know yeah. what I mean? So we're hanging out. We started watching Animaniacs. It's on Animaniacs. Netflix. And we watched like three or four episodes. And I was just like a little kid just singing along. Like yeah. just to remember, oh, I know all these songs. Yeah. And I was so blown away by thinking about there is a human being reading, singing. You know the one where he does all the states? Yakko and Wacko singing that song? I think it's just Yakko. Oh, just Yakko. But I was... Yeah, just Yakko. But I was thinking about the fact that this guy is singing, either reading or has memorized, like, the melody, the rhythm. And he's doing the voice. Like... And the voice, like, I'm just like, I'm so blown away by voice actors. And it's not someone that you'd walk up and go, hey, you're, you know, there's certain people that you can, but I'm more and more and more just drawn into, like, some of our favorite things growing up. There's an actual human being behind that voice, and it takes a special talent. So if there's ever an opportunity or whatever, I'd like to kind of explore voice acting. Yeah, the, the guy who did the voice of Yakko did a ton of voices for mm-hmm. the WB. Uh, a lot of characters on that show. He did uh, Pinky from Pinky and the Brain. That's the same dude? That's the same dude. Yeah. It's the Amazing. same guy. Uh, what is it? Rob, Rob Paulson. Uh, he's done... Shout out to him. Th- th- this is the thing that gets me about voice actors. They're everywhere. Right. When you're a really excellent voice actor, Mm -hmm. you do so many different types of voices and you're in so many different animations, so many different cartoons that you would never know. They transform so well. Right. They're like the most talented, least recognizable Mm -hmm. celebrities. Yes. You know? And it's a thing that you don't really take two seconds to think about. Like the guy who's voicing, you know, Optimus Prime has been doing it since you, listener, will probably not even a twinkle in your father's eye yeah. or we're a little kid watching it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that. And you know, you get older and you get sick and you get like, you got to really perform. It's great. So anyway, yo, huge bunny tail. Okay. Rob Paulson, Rob Paulson was Donatello and Raphael in a bunch of different the old school Ninja Turtles. Uh, not the old school ones, but uh, early. No, no, no. Okay. Like 2012. Okay. Okay. Right? Uh, he was Batrock the leaper in ultimate Spider-Man. He was Iron Vulture. No, I'm sorry. Just Batrock. Just different episodes. He was in... Gosh, he was in everything. He's done everything. This this guy's IMDB is like an encyclopedia. Dag. Someone, well, someone who is listening to the show right now, I'm like, yeah, of course, Rob Paulson, he's a legend. But that's the thing about uh, voice actors. Right. This is what you, what you want for yourself, Ak. You, you want to become a successful voice actor that no one will ever know. Well, I don't think it's so much like, I think it's fun. Like doing yeah. voices is fun. And the idea of like playing a character 
and kind of being like a little kid. I'm not so much thinking, I wish everybody knew who I was. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. It's just more like I have this connection with cartoons. I have this connection and they mean a lot to me. That this is a legitimate contribution to a thing you love. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was how you become a part of it. Because that's the thing with me. The thing with me is I don't just consume and go, that was nice. I consume and then I want to participate, especially things that really move me. Um, so I feel like if I had the right training and I had the, you know, the right guidance, I feel yeah. like I could do it. Back in the day I lived in Texas and I, uh, tried to get some vocal work happening at Funimation internet. Listen to the, tell the story real quick. Cause you gotta get back to the news. Okay. But. Yeah. So, uh, I, I, I wanted to work for Funimation because for me, I cannot believe this. I want to do voice acting, but I specifically want to do it for anime. Okay. Right? I want, I want 26 minutes of me just going, ah! Or that's yeah, yeah, basically, like all of that. Yeah, not that kind of anime. Right. But, I mean, maybe that kind of anime. But like, that's that's what I wanted to do. And I I hit up Funimation. I find out wh- what you have to go through. You put a reel together. You share that with them. Mm-hmm. They let you know that they have a long, long, long list of people ahead of you who are waiting for the very same opportunity. Yeah. Like, okay, they legitimately told me. You might wait up to a year to, to, to hear back from us. I'm like, I would okay, do it. yeah, that's fine. That's fine. He, can you imagine going into a restaurant? What's the wait time? A, a year. year. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see y'all. Worth it. Uh, so it buzz me when it's time. So I, I did that. A year does pass. A year and some change. I forget about it. I moved back home to Philadelphia. I was at work with you at the big I get company. a phone call on my phone. And on your it, cell phone. I, I, they, they used to call me on my cell phone. <laughs> right. And I get a phone call on my cell phone, and it's Funimation. They say, hey, we got a spot. We got an opening if you want to come into the studio and give us some shots. And I said, oh, no. I just... I just, uh, I just moved. Mm. I'm not, I don't, I don't live there anymore, mm. but okay. So that whole voice thing though, I can do that over the phone though. Right. Mm. I can do that over the phone. Goodness. Cause here's, here's a voice acting, uh, experiment for you. Here, this is the sound of a, a very sad individual <laughs> talking to you <laughs> right. right now. Right. Uh, so that, that went out the window. Well, so close. Yeah. Man, so far. I would have made my way there. Yeah. I'd have figured that out. Yeah. But, you know, it's not Get too late. My it's not too late. It's a possibility. I know. The, those DBZ dreams are uh, still ahead of me. Hey, it, listen, especially now with, you know, like geek culture being at its, like what seems like it's coming up to the heights, you know, you never know. Anyway, yeah. back to the news. Thank you guys for joining us on our <laughs> dreams. <laughs> <laughs> our dreams of uh, voice acting uh-huh. uh, bunny trail. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, here's some news for you, some, some uh, television news. M. Night Shyamalan is, in fact, going to be doing Tales from the Crypt. Did you watch Tales from the Crypt when you were a kid? I did. I watched it in the... No business. I, I Man, I... No business watching Not that. at all. What, who was watching me? You know, the thing is, though, I, I feel like a, my parents must have known that I was watching this, and I was going to pay for it, because that, that stuff would keep me up. I'm like, no, no. I didn't yeah, care man. for any of this. So I, I would get these terrible nightmares, and I feel like a little part of my, my mom and dad were thinking, all right, you shouldn't have been watching it. This is what you get. There you go. This is what you get. You know, I'm going to go ahead and let you... You know what? You know what? Don't even say anything to him. Yeah. Don't even say nothing to him. Let no. him have it. You know what I'm afraid of? What's this? I'm afraid of this, that it's not going to be as good as it used to be. Well, and I also think that there's no way that it can be as good as it used to be, because part of it being good was the fact that I was so young. 
Okay. You know what I mean? I yeah. was so young and I was watching something that was kind of mature, so it affected me differently. Yeah. I feel like, you know, how scary can this possibly be as a grown man? Yeah. Well, that's this? a part of it. When you're a kid, too, you're like, okay, I mean, let me see if I can endure this. This is a. That's this exactly what it me. was. Like the whole time you're like gritting the teeth, grabbing the sofa, like, I'm, I'm not scared. I'm not scared. Yeah. But there's some of that goes away now. Right, because you know better. Given that, M. Night Shyamalan, when, when he goes whole hog on like scares and, and some of the creepy stuff, I think he does really well. The uh, the, the movie he made most recently, The Visit. I didn't see that. How was that? I, that was pretty dope. I, re- I really liked that a lot. And I think when he gets away from the cerebral stuff and just goes for, you know, kind of good scares, uh, smart, good scares that are just creative and fun. He does a good job. You know what I want to see from M. Night? Mm. Unbreakable 2. Yeah. yeah. M. Night, we know you're listening. Uh Thank you for the five stars and a positive comment. We appreciate that very much. Appreciate you, Night. Since you're listening. Yeah. Let's take a moment. Since we have the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Can we get a continuation of Unbreakable? (laughs) We know he's not broken. Yeah. You know? (laughs) He's not broken. You know, Bruce Willis will do it. Mm -hmm. Sam will do it. Mm -hmm. You know, let's, 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 let's keep it popping. That was really, 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 really good, I thought. Oh, wait. This just in. M. Night Shyamalan announced that uh, he's actually going to be doing four sequels to Unbreakable. This is incredible. <laughs> this is incredible news. Wow. A lot of it is going to take place on the same planet as a movie Avatar. This is wild. I'm wow. reading this right now as it's coming in. Are you Cle- sure you're not making this up? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I typed that. I oh, typed okay. That up. All right. Got it. Oops. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> So, for you guys listening, that's not true. That's a joke because people will be like, oh, did you hear? Adam Octavius just said that. <laughs> like, no, it's like we can start the rumor. Totally not <laughs> true. Great. Like, M Night, we found out through, uh, you know, amazingly popular podcast, Comic Book Junto. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How cool would that be, though, if we started a rumor? I would appreciate I, I feel like that is a sign. We've done it. Yeah, you, you put an influence out into pop culture, people spread that around. But we don't want to do it on the back of like, Pure, full-fledged, full-scale, like bold-faced pre- lies. I, I would prefer for it to be one of our like excellent movie ideas mm-hmm. that gets spread around. Like, uh, great idea. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Hart is going to be doing the secret life of what has not had a secret life. Numbers. Oh, you know what? Matter of fact, let's go right into the Kevin Hart news. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, speaking of everybody, here's your Kevin Hart news. There is Kevin Hart news. <laughs> Word on the street is. Kevin Hart and The Rock are in talks about doing a Jumanji reboot. First question. What are Kevin Hart and The Rock not in talks for doing? They are doing everything I everywhere. Love it. Yeah? I love it. I'm those guys, I think it's great. I'm fine with it. I think it's great. You do know, we do are, it's an adaptation of Jumanji. Do we need Jumanji again right now? The original Jumanji was great. People are just trying stuff at this point. Yeah. They're going for it. Yeah. They're like, will people spend money on this? Yeah. Let's do it. Wow. You know what? Breaking news. I just found out that Jumanji is actually going to be doing a crossover with 21 Jump Street, which is incredible. Jumanji Jump Street. (laughs) Sounds unbelievable to me. Uh, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Kevin Hart as every character. Right. As every character. They're just going to be playing like (laughs) CGI... (laughs) All kinds of different cats. Perfect. Yeah. That's exactly uh, what the internet asked for. Look, I know Dwayne Dwayne Johnson has Fast and Furious 8 coming up. 
He's got Baywatch coming up. Yep. Black Adam with the Shazam thing. Mm-hmm. I know him, uh, he and Kevin Hart have that movie. Did that movie come out with like CIA? Mm, not yet. Okay. So that's a thing. I am going to see that by I will definitely see that. I just want to see the two of them stand next to each other. They could say nothing. <laughs> just want to see like the difference between the two. Yeah. They could say nothing. Look that, at you guys. You no, all big. Y'all. You all small. <laughs> look at y'all. I enjoy your relationship. Look at that. Look what y'all doing. It's kind of like me and you standing next to each other. Wow. Actually. <laughs> yeah, what, look, are y'all, what are y'all doing together? I, I don't mean to dwarf you like that. I don't want people to think like, yeah, wow, what's know. Octavius doing against that 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 red arm man? Massive. massive Red arm, that lobster skinned baby boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, where are we in this list? Okay, right. okay, let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, how about preacher news? Preacher, are you in on preacher yet? I had a conversation with my my friends over at Brave New Worlds today. Yeah, over at the comic shop, and we were talking about preacher. And I think I have a sentiment that they share, which is we're, we're not sure AMC can do it right. Because Preacher is, look, the comics are so messed up. They're so messed up. But I feel like it's hard to do this on television, and least of which if it's not even on HBO. Right? What about HBO it, doesn't pull punches. What about it do you feel is going to be hard to pull off? The, the, the comic is so grisly and, and gross, and in this day and age, in right now in 2016, a lot of things that were really envelope pushing when it came out are are kind of just straight offensive now. Like it is, oh, it's a, it's it's a hell of a story. Can you give Excellent me an example story. without giving away plot points or spoilers? No, not okay. Really. Well, so much for that. So Preacher is Preacher is fantastic. Preacher is an excellent comic book series, and I have I I, I can't recommend it highly enough. But mm-hmm. it's not for the faint of heart. Mm-hmm. It is just straight up not for the faint of heart. So I think it's really difficult to make an adaptation, and it's even more difficult if you have the restriction of being on cable television. So The Walking Dead doesn't give you. Like, hey, they pull this off, but they basically smash dudes' heads in and blow people's, like, in half every episode. But it's more than just the violence, though, I think. Like, the violence is a component of Preacher that is that, that makes it pretty twisted, mm-hmm. but there's there's more to it than just that. Some of it is what they have to say about theology. Okay. Um, is like, ooh, like, ouch. Like, give, give me some, because I'm, I'm actually, I'm digging. Like, give me something. I mean, because I'm a Christian. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, what do you guys have to say about theology? Yeah. You know, like I'm still open to hear, like, like, like if y'all have been listening, y'all know how I roll. If you got a good story, I'll listen to it. Whether I agree with you or don't agree with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'll I'll still listen if you got a good story to tell. (sighs) The story in, in Preacher is so antithetical to the religion that it presents it it skewers dogma and religion and very important religious figures and beliefs mm-hmm. in ways that are surprising and shocking mm-hmm. and upsetting even to a person such as myself who would consider myself agnostic. Mm-hmm. So even some, even some agnostic who is, means uh, agnostic, meaning uh, I am bound to my uncertainty and not to a particular faith. Would it be fair to say you believe in a creator, but you don't know who that is? 
Uh, it, it honestly, it, it depends on the day you ask me. Okay, so like okay, being agnostic enough. means, you know, I just kind of waver around. I'm like, ah, I just figure things out as I encounter. Them. So what you're saying, so I'm just trying to get clarity. What you're going yeah. is, I don't know. I don't know. And it, so you're not necessarily saying no, you're not saying, but you're definitely not saying yes. You're going, I'm not quite sure. That's right. That's right. And Got so the, the thing that's important to me is if I have confidence in anything, it's in my curiosity. Okay. But it's, it's, that's it. That's all. That's the strongest bone I'm going on. Got it. Uh, so, which I think is, let me just take a moment and say, uh, I get it. Yeah. I get that. Like, I'm not advocating for fake faith. Uh huh. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're not sure, I think it's totally good to be locked, to be self-aware enough to go, I'm not about to claim some stuff I'm not really into just to be saying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I think that that's fair. Anyway, go ahead. And I think it's taken me a long time to get to that point, like Mm -hmm. growing up, just trying to figure out, "Ah, what do I want to belong to? I want to belong to a thing. What do you have? Is it belong or believe? Both. It's both. Because there's definitely a sense of like, I I want to be a part of a thing. I want to have, I want to have a shared sense. I want to have a a common vision. I want to know that I can talk to other people and be like, you know that thing that both of us know Mm -hmm. and understand? Yeah. We're bound together. Right. Um, Being agnostic and getting to a point in my life where I realize that there are other ways to do that that don't necessarily have to revolve around my faith Mm -hmm. or my inability to grapple faith or or constrain it and make it a part of my life. Wouldn't you say that what you just said is faith? Is your is is your perspective, your yeah. belief system, your worldview? Well, I mean, meaning uh, I I have a lack of organized faith. I don't have an organized faith. Okay. Yeah. I guess what I'm because see, I, I don't belong to a church, so I don't have peers as far right, as right. But goes. even as I'm listening to you talk and I'm trying to like understand your perspective, I think uh-huh. part of your perspective is here's where I land, and I think a Christian. Goes here's where I land. Again, though, goes here's where I land. But it does depend. I'm, you, that's probably true. But it depends okay. on on the day you ask me. I mean, like, I could have my conviction could change one way or another. Mm-hmm. You know, I got my wallet back today. I'm like, praise God. <laughs> but on Monday, I lost my wallet. I'm like, God, where are you? Why? Why? Okay. Why are you? Why is this happening to the, me? The, all of this, all of this is uh, building off of what I was trying to make as a point, which is some of the we thematic, do bunny trails here, guys. Some, <laughs> strap in, yeah. Some of the, the thematic. We're seventeen years. We're seventeen episodes old. You know what I mean? We think we're grown. True. Yeah, we're se- at seventeen, we're asking questions. Okay? You know what I mean? Well, why? How come I got to be home at <laughs> at eleven? This is when the X gene. Oh, comes, so you telling out. me I can go? I can get ready to get ready to go to war, but I can't stay out past eleven o'clock. How that makes sense? I just want to drink a beer, Dad. So I, I can, can die for my country, but I can't drink a gin and tonic. <laughs> <laughs> like, son, why you want to drink a gin and tonic? Listen. I didn't even buy it, Dad. It was Luke. He just had it at his house. His parents were fine with it. Why aren't you? <laughs> I'm seventeen. <laughs> Uh, look, the, the reason I bring this up is because some of the thematic elements of Preacher are very challenging, not just on a visual level, not just violence, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. sexual, on uh, the understanding of world and religion. There are a lot of very, very, very difficult components of this show that I would like to see total, 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 no hold barred creative ability to access. And somebody like HBO, uh, HBO well, they don't owe anything to anybody. That's why they have a lot of really clever programming because it's so free. It's very independent. Yeah. Um, so I have my reservations. Given that, it looks good. When yes, I look does. at the trailers and I look at the characters and the tone, it looks good. So, yes, I will check it out. And as new material comes out, 
I'm actually diving headfirst in this stuff. I'm not worried about having anything spoiled. But man, um, here you go. Stop leading the people astray. So look, you and I, you you know what we're doing here. You trying okay? to you trying to split the congregation. That's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, our our faith is media blackout. That's what we believe in. Oh yeah, okay. You know what well, I mean? Look, we believe in uh, being inquisitive and nah, having nah, you ask too many questions. Just follow just fall in line. I'm sorry, my friend, we're mining for trillium here. Okay? <laughs> we're mining for trillium. Oh man, that's great. That might be the name of the episode. This is awesome. Uh, so that's Preacher. You're excited about Preacher. I'm very excited. I think I, I, I'm really looking forward to us talking about it. I hope yeah. it is. Like, I like stuff that is provoking. Yeah. I like provoking content mm-hmm. because I like having conversations about it. Yeah. Like, I don't shy away from the fact that, I mean, internet, y'all listen to us every week. Adam and I don't come from the same background and we don't see everything eye to eye. But what we're hoping inspires you and encourages you is the fact that we're able to come here, crack jokes and laugh yeah, and connect on what we connect on, but talk through where we don't see eye to eye. That's right. So Adam going, he's agnostic and he's kind of trying to figure it out. And me going, I'm pretty solidified in my faith as a Christian. Yeah. I'm like, great. Let's watch Preacher and talk. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You know what I'm saying? It's like, awesome. I want to hear where you're coming from. How did I see that? How did you see that? That's so great. Let's talk about that. That conversation and us having that conversation about where we stand in terms of being able to navigate our life Mm -hmm. relates back to how we feel about AMC's The Preacher. Yeah. That's that's geek culture. That's yes. that's what we're doing. That's what yes. we have. Everybody here, everybody listening to this, that's what we have. These are the opportunities we have. And we don't and we want to advocate talk like good healthy discussion, not actually you're wrong, you're an idiot. Yeah. You know? Yeah, agreed. Okay, back on the road. That's let's talk the Spidey. bunny trail. Let's yeah, let's let's bring it home. Homecoming, Spider-Man. Talk to me about Spider-Man. Uh <laughs> I'm reading the headline. Spider-Man Homecoming adds Laura Harrier and Tony Revolori to its cast. Mm -hmm. That's all we got. Uh, Quick question for you. Mm -hmm. Who dat? (laughs) So Tony Revolori was in Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh, yeah. The the lobby boy. Loved that. Oh, he was great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Wes Anderson's last run. That was Mm -hmm. terrific. The the young lady I don't know. Okay. Welcome to the team, Laura. (laughs) <laughs> Tony. So um, that's all we got. So, I mean, of course, I put it in because it's news. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I'm really kind of still, like, I, I do believe in Marvel Studios. Okay. The fact that they are, what, 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 I'm, what I'm interpreting as, hey, hey, Sony, why don't, you just, why don't you just let us make this movie and you can put your name on it? Yeah. Like, I know. Well, why don't you just why don't we'll you let just, you claim credit? Just let us make it. Why don't you just move out of the way real quick and let us handle this real quick? You know that whole thing about you making Spider-Man movies. I, I got an idea for you. We, you can you can make them air quotes, yeah. but yeah. let us help you air oh, quotes. Yeah, yeah, sure, you can make it. Of course, you know? by all means. But so that's just it. like here's the deal: Marvel is approaching Sony with this Marvel thing in the same way that uh, 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 a mom would say, "Yeah, of course, uh, little girl, you can drive to the supermarket, <laughs> right? Of course." And then puts a little like toy steering wheel in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh like, yeah, by all means, drive the van uh-huh. to Blockbuster. 
to block, yeah, Blockbuster. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, you know, I was thinking about Blockbuster earlier this week. Yeah. It's like, what happened? Yeah, you well, know? internet happened. Yeah. I'm not mad about Netflix and all that kind of stuff, but Blockbuster was just a place I would go with my mom. Yeah. It was fun. You just, I remember just walking. What would you rent? It, it, when remember you we talked go- about this. I would rent a lot of the same stuff over and over yeah, again. Yeah, same. Right, 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 right. Because I would always rent the same Godzilla movie it over was and always, over again. It was always uh, Batman and Robin. That's right. Uh, uh, the, the 66 <laughs> oh. Batman movie. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Always. Yeah. Octave. You just, you you want that again? You said I can have two. Here's one. <laughs> Here's two. This, this is the other one. Uh, okay, let's let's do a little roundup on casting news. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marvel's Iron Fist has cast Jessica Stroop and Tom Pelfrey. No idea. Who's yeah, let me hit you with this question: Who that? I don't know. Moving on, Jessica and Tom. <laughs> welcome to the team. All right. Okay. Ch- have you uh, scoped Elizabeth Banks' p- photo of her as Rita Repulsa in the I new have. Power Rangers movie? I have. How do you feel? Let's see what happens. Okay. You know what I mean? Like I like. She doesn't look like the old Rita Repulsa, but that's nope. fine. I mean, you know, it's 2016. Yeah. I'm not in middle school anymore. So. Some, someone on comicbook.com points out that the the green outfit, the pointy fingernails, that, that whole thing, the angles, yeah. reminds them a little bit of a dragon. Maybe having to do a little bit. Dragonzord? The Dragonzord. Hmm. And the Green Ranger. Tommy. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. That's exciting. I like that they went for a new look. Okay. I love Elizabeth Banks. She can do no wrong. No wrong. Uh, also, casting news, Wonder Woman. Uh, apparently, there are a couple of photos that are out. Wait, I think this was on Instagram that confirm Anne Wolf is going to be a part of the movie. Now, Anne Wolf is a, she was, she's, is or was a pro boxer. Yeah, American so, boxer. So we're thinking that she might be playing the role that we were asking about a couple episodes ago. Philippus. Mm-hmm. Philippus, the uh, black woman in Themyscira. Who trains uh, Diana, uh, and Wonder Woman, Diane, and uh, uh, and also kicks it with Hippolyta. Yeah. So maybe this is our Philippus, and that would be awesome. Yeah. There's a picture that goes with my cast or something like that from Themyscira. So we saw her in there. It's like okay, maybe she's in the joint. Yeah. Welcome to Themyscira and Wolf. Hope you survive the experience. <laughs> um, we watched a trailer right before we got into the show for the Magnificent Seven. What do you like now? I'm happy to see Denzel. Mm-hmm. He always kills it. Chris Pratt's great. Chris Pratt. He's funny. Still funny. Yeah. Um, very action packed. I haven't seen a West with like uh, Denzel in a Western before. Yeah. You know, so I, I'd be down for another Western. Last Western we saw or I saw was Hateful Eight. Oof. Oof. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So this is a different kind of Western. Yeah. And this is one fewer. The Hateful Eight and Magnificent Seven. Yeah. Have you are you familiar in any way with the old Magnificent Seven, nineteen sixty? Not at all. Steve McQueen was in that. It is never even heard of it. Oh man. It's very good. And the thing about Magnificent Seven is Magnificent Seven was a Western adaptation of a Japanese samurai movie. Now I know about the Japanese Seven samurai, samurai movie, Seven Samurai. Yeah. You know yeah. about that. That's Kurosawa. So Kurosawa made Seven Samurai, and then what was it? I think it was Sturgis made the Western movie, which was the adaptation. And now we got a remake of the adaptation of the Seven Samurai. Mm-hmm. Whew. That that story endures. Well, like, we're going to see that, that over and over again. They're not letting the IP go. No, no, they're not. Um, 
I'm excited for the new one because I'm, I love Westerns. Mm -hmm. I really love Western movies. Um, sometimes they're really awesome when they get to remake them. Like I, I thought 310 to Yuma, the remake was really good. Uh, that was some years back. And what was that one that, that there was, um, oh shoot. It was, uh, with rooster, uh, Bill Lebowski. Don't know. Dang. Don't know. Wow. This is really going to haunt me. I'm going to listen to this tomorrow and think, what are you dummy? Well, you can just tweet about it later. Dang. Anyway, uh, I, I love Western movies and I'm excited about this. The trailer was very high octane. Yes, it was. You know? Uh, so I wonder if it's going to have a more modern take. And the comedy in it reminded me of like Shanghai Noon. Remember that, really? John? You got that? Yeah. It was, just, you know, Chris Pratt. He's like, dang, I'm the best. Pew, pew. It's just a lot of like one liners huh. up in there. Well, it looked like Denzel was quite, you know. He's still being very Denzel about it. <laughs> yeah, that man is on fire. Yeah, man on fire. See, it was. You shouldn't have said it a second time. You just let it sit. <laughs> let it sit and let it. Let me tell you, some people. In the spirit been, of inclusivity, right? That was a man on For fire. For those joke. of you who didn't get the joke, mm -hmm. it's a hey, hey guys, that was the joke. Yeah, yeah. So isn't that funny? Now that I've told you, I feel like the punchline of the joke. Denzel is just flying through different roles. Mm. Flight. <laughs> Is this punch? Is this is this hashtag rap? That was, that was great. hashtag flight. Y'all all know I ball chemo. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Star Wars. Yeah, J.J. Abrams says in one conversation that we haven't yet met Ray's parents. Yeah, so in Star Wars Episode Seven, we meet Ray. There's question of who her mom and dad are, mm -hmm. and apparently. We did not see them in the movie or right. any movie. Now, now which dispels a few things that I, I thought. Now he clarifies, and he says, "Quote: Ray's parents are not in episode. Uh, what was that? Seven. Seven. Yeah. Um. Uh. Uh. He revealed to the alternate uh, audience, so I can't possibly say in this moment who they are, but I will say it is something that Ray thinks about too. Mm. But then." Um, let me find the other quote he said. Ray thinks about whether or not her parents were in that movie. She's sitting around on Jakku thinking, where my, where my parents in this flick? Wait, I'm trying to find this. Um, what did he say? I wonder, I, I wonder if we will see them in the next movie or if this is the sort of thing that's going to just stick around All right, for here episode we go. nine. Um, he says, what I, what I meant was that she doesn't discover them in episode seven. Okay, oh, wait, hold up. That is a very different statement. Not that they may not already be in her world. Okay, so maybe we have seen them on the screen, but she doesn't meet it's them. Kind of, it's it's kind of he should have he shouldn't have said anything. No. Basically. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he said too much and then like he felt he probably felt like, "All right, yeah, I nailed that." And then everybody he got the feedback and he's like, "Oh, no, 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 no. That's not what I was saying." Yeah. He what I'm I think what he's trying to say is she hasn't Met the I don't know. This has to be See, really tough for Abrams. Though. I'm even trying to put it back together, and it's kind of like, let me just shut up. Star Wars fans are they they pry for information, and there are a lot of people who probably ask a lot of clever questions of J.J. Abrams, and it's got to be difficult but to be in a, a position. Question. Where the you question know. was, who's Ray parents? Who's Ray's parents? And that was it. Yeah, <laughs> and what he should have said was fumble. Nothing. <laughs> you are not the father. Oh wait, no, I'm sorry, I read that wrong. <laughs> Like, so what's the answer? I'll see you guys later. <laughs> okay, bye.
Uh, hey, let's talk about... I want to scoop over to movies again. I don't want to get to this one yet. John Favreau is coming back to Marvel Studios as the EP on Avengers Infinity War. I can't believe we're already talking about Infinity War. Yeah, he's he's going to be playing a role in both of those movies. And How do you feel about that? I feel great. John Favreau, yeah, the movies that he did for Marvel were great. His, his run with Iron Man was awesome. It's a lot of fun. I read somewhere that he just watched Cap Civil War, mm-hmm. and he loved it. Of course he did. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are saying that Cap's going to be great, but, you know... Of course, they're saying Cap's going to be great. Well, sure, yeah. They, they're not going to publish anything where John Favreau says, ah, so-so. Not not that good. Didn't hit the mark. Right. Probably wasn't going to be a, a headline for Marvel News. Yeah. But I'm, I'm excited to have him back in the mix. I think that's a good thing. Was you, what's, what's happening over there? Are you squishing a bug? No, nah, I got, like, gum, got gum on my shoe. You got gum on your, your gum shoe? Old school. Oh, <laughs> wow. Straight up little kid move. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, this is the last thing I want to talk about before we get into a, a big meaty one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm proud to tell you, Octavius, through your efforts, bring it home, your efforts, collecting the combined energy of the internet, I am now a Walking Dead fan again. That's what the, that's the power of Trillium. Caveat. And that is because Brian K. Vaughn and Marcos Martin have released a Walking Dead comic today called Walking Dead, The Alien. No clue what this is about. It is on their website, Panel Syndicate. Panel Syndicate is uh, Brian K. Vaughn and Marcos Martin's like online, John, mm-hmm. where they, they release their own work. It is pay what you wish. You can pay whatever you'd like, nothing or a whole lot of money. And they release totally creator-owned, awesome work, like The Private Eye, which right. was brilliant yep. in The Barrier. And now, today, a new issue, new story in the Walking Dead universe. Oh, my God. I am so excited. Why are you excited? I'm so excited because I was a fan of The Walking Dead for a very long time, long enough to pick up hundreds of issues and read hundreds of issues, over a hundred issues. And now, having been tired of it, I get to see another writer walk into that universe and try. And Brian K. Vaughn is not just another writer. No, he's not. Saga. Big thing. Ex Machina. Uh, Why the Last Man. Mm Mm-hmm. Pride of Baghdad, his run on Mystique, his run on Swamp Thing, the Runaways, everything that guy writes. Paper Girls. He's writing Paper Girls? Yeah, that's right. That's Brian K. Vaughn. Paper Girls is good. Oh, I'm so stoked on this. So I've got it downloaded. It's sitting in my folder right now. It's online only. Uh, anybody who has any time at all, you don't even need to pay money for this. 30 pages. You can just download it. 31 pages. Yeah. But, if, but listen, if you got a couple bucks, toss them to them. Invest in it. You're about to enjoy what they're doing. Give them some money. It feels like a labor of love. It is officially licensed and uh, yeah, it's gotten the okay this isn't, this from, isn't, from this Kirkman. Isn't, yeah, this isn't fan. No. This isn't fan stuff. This no, is it's a legit. part of the canon, right? Mm-hmm. It is. It is. And Marcos Martin's artwork is gorgeous. And they, they've kept the black and white, just like the, the traditional. It's going to be interesting to actually. Is it, is, it's a different a different illustrator, right? Yeah. yeah. It's going to be interesting illustrator. to get a different illustrator drawing The Walking Dead because mm-hmm. we haven't seen a different illustrator do anything Walking Dead officially since, like, what? Issue one, two? Very early. Yeah. Way, 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 way back. We had um, more, Tony Moore 
doing uh, the first few issues, which yeah. were beautiful, but they were too good looking for their own good. Mm-hmm. Where uh, those those issues have come out at an alarming frequency consistently. So I think they need to do something a little more scrubby. It's crazy to do ten years of the same illustrator and writer. Ten years plus. Props as far as that goes. Even if I'm not keeping up with it, props. Regardless, I'm really excited to get into that world. That's I'm so stoked on that. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. Last piece of uh, news here we want to jump into. Oh boy, Ghost in the Shell um, is a new movie that's going to be coming out mm-hmm. um, based off of an anime, Japanese anime from you know many many years ago. I'm not quite sure how many years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I've seen it. But it's like I don't remember. Or Are you not sure if you've seen it? Like I, this I, is classic. I know I've I know I've consumed some of this, but I can't yeah. sit there. Yeah, I know the story back to back and forward. Yeah. So I'm gonna just say I haven't seen it. Okay. Um. But they have casted. Um. What's the girl's name? Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett jo- Scar jo- Scar jo- Scar jo- Johansson jo- to play the main lead. Actress. Yeah. Uh, she's going to be playing the role of Major Kusanagi, Motoko Kusanagi, the main character in Ghost in the Shell. I was a huge Ghost in the Shell fan when I was a kid. This was like a pivotal movie watching experience for me in the 90s. It was this and Akira. And I was watching a lot of DBZ at the time. Mm-hmm. But Ghost in the Shell was huge. Um, it was really cool. I feel all kinds of ways. So right now, here here's the conversation. Japanese anime. The conversation is, you know, this is traditionally a Japanese character. Yeah, you know, even the name that you just said, Kusanagi, Matoko Kusanagi, sounds like Major a ja- Kusanagi. Sounds, you know, sounds like a Japanese name to me. Sure, sure, sure. But we cast a white woman. Yes. Even kind of tied into this conversation a little bit, something that totally blew past both you and I. Yeah. Looking at the Doctor Strange trailer, I think it might also be because I, I'm not the big, I don't have so much Doctor Strange experience. Yeah. And I don't, like, I didn't know who that was. The ancient but one. The ancient one mm-hmm. who was in the trailer for Doctor Strange was played by, what's her name? Tilda, Tilda, Swinton. Tilda Swinton, right? Yeah. Traditionally an Asian man. That's right. Right. So what we're what the conversation is is we're again seeing this pattern of characters that are traditionally, you know, a different ethnicity or a person of color are being casted by white people. That's right. Yeah, we've got like a Gods of Egypt situation going on here. Gods of Egypt. Do you feel like it's a Gods of Egypt situation? Well, I feel like Gods of Egypt is 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 sort of like it was so absurd the the way that they did whitewashing that I, I want to use it as a verb almost where it's like this is an absurd whitewashing this is a ridiculous level the the ancient one Tilda Swinton as the ancient one is very odd to me in that that character in Doctor Strange I think was like born in Tibet or something like that um, and they want to have some big names for the movie they want to have talent Tilda Swinton is very talented she's also a great character actress like she's she's phenomenal at becoming other people but it's like yo did did you look for someone who fits the bio, the character biography of the ancient one or did you just get Tilda Swinton because you knew she could do it but like, you know, she ends up taking an opportunity from someone who is maybe not getting a lot of screen time and maybe someone who is of Asian descent. 
So there's, there's a lot of, I have a lot of questions. I'm just like, what's happening here? And part of me wants to be immediately outraged by stuff like this. But then there's that whole thing where the, one of the original uh, publishers of Ghost in the Shell, uh, the, one of the publishers, I think of the, the manga before it was even mm-hmm. an anime mm-hmm. said, look, if we were going to make a Ghost in the Shell movie, we wouldn't have cast a, a Japanese woman in the role, the title role. So we're mm-hmm. excited about ScarJo. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, cool. This is somebody who is a publisher, not necessarily the creator, but someone who has authority and ownership over the character saying, no, nah, we're good with this. But the the sense. But that is I, that the point? That's I don't think that's the point. You're you're right when you ask that question. I think the question is most important to ask, even if you have no answer. Is that the point? But for me, I don't think that's the point. I feel like this would have been this would have been striking and interesting if they would have just had a Japanese woman playing the role of Major Kusanagi. And it seems like it would have been more authentic to the story. And the, what, what I get is some executives somewhere have decided, whether this is based on evidence or on, on something else, they've decided people wouldn't see that movie if it was an Asian woman. So we're, we're going to make sure we'll put ScarJo in there because people are going to see ScarJo. And that feels like, that makes me feel all kinds of ways. That feels mm-hmm. lazy. That feels inappropriate. It also makes me feel like somebody is, is straight up saying, these idiots wouldn't see a movie unless they had a AAA actor. Well, there's a point of it that we know that that's true. Yeah. We know that that's true. It's um, rooted in reality. I think, here's my, here's my thing. I'm seeing a pattern. Mm. We look at the past and we go, hey, things were a certain way in the past. This intellectual property was created in the past. Yeah. And because of that, we're going to just stay true to it. Mm -hmm. Now, I think that that ignores a piece that goes, just because we did it that way in the past, are we so dedicated and indebted to the heritage of this character to the letter that it has to stay exactly the same? Yeah. No. Both ways. Right? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I do. Like both ways. Both ways in, well, this person like was white, so they have to be white forever. Yeah. So you can have that argument, which we've had that argument on the show before. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why is Danny Rand still a white guy? Yeah. Why not make him an Asian American? Why this not is, tell that story? Oh, this is like a, a, a different variety of of whitewashing, I suppose, in that Kusanagi is a Japanese woman who is in Japan, and that's the story that is taking place. Right. But now we've cast a white woman for the role. Um, who knows if it's still going to be in Japan? Maybe it's going to be somewhere else entirely. Like, so, so now we have the other side of the argument, which is like, I can hear someone saying, well, you guys just finished complaining yeah. about Danny Rand. So now they do it and they make an Asian woman cast as a white woman. We can't, we can't please you. But I think if that's your argument, I think you're kind of missing the heart of what's being said here. Uh The real thing that's being said here is we are not seeing the normalization of people of color. Yeah. It's normal to see 
Asian people. It's yeah. normal to see black people, Latino people, Native American people. And not just Indian see them, people. but to see them in charge, in it's leadership positions. Male, female, gay, like lesbian, transgender. This is normal. Yeah. This is the world. We're not asking you if you agree or if you subscribe or that's not what we're talking about. Yeah. We're talking about every community who has stories. Cause you've listen, you've learned in school. Storytelling is something that has to do with different cultures. Every different cultures all have their way of telling stories. That's right. So when it comes to America, when it comes to the world, everybody's not white. That's right. Everybody's not white. So if you look at Danny Rand and you say, hey, look, we've heard the white guy goes to indigenous people, learns their secrets. And becomes better. Becomes better than them. Yeah. Comes back to America, uses their secrets to fight crime. Yeah. The argument here is we heard that story already. Mm -hmm. Where is the Asian American story? Where is it? The, you know the, what I'm saying? And this is yeah. a missed, the argument is of a missed opportunity yeah. to tell another story, another genuine, unique story, because we've heard this story already. This person is not being represented. So the ancient one becomes a white woman. Yeah. Sure, you can go diversity. She's a woman. But the point is, why do y'all keep the, like, you, you can't. Tell you can't say look me in the face and go oh I, I, but we didn't recognize just, just honest mistake to, you know I mean well, we, oh man you know what so we didn't recognize we see what you're doing we yeah. see what you're doing like nobody's sitting here going hmm well you know this is a coincidence something that you and I like to do is fan cast roles we like to talk about who we would like to see in in certain roles certain characters and the thing that I like about that is we break down why we would like that like okay here's what I think this this cat brings to this character this is this is why I said that and the thing that I would love is to have that experience come from studios Man, I would love if a studio said, this is the decision that we made, and here's why we did that. I just think that that would be, uh, like, without a doubt, that would be interesting to know. It would be interesting to learn. That's good press, right? And it also is a little bit of transparency, just a little, let's be open about why we made the selection that we made. Get in front of the confusion of the conflict of the protest and say, this is why we did this. I don't think anyone with the crazy amount of money as these movie studios has any, uh, um, they don't have any need to explain this to us. So they don't. Right. Right. They only do what they, they have to do, which is make, a lot of money. They just print money. Mm -hmm. So they don't owe us any of this. So they don't give it to us. That's what I want as a fan, as a person who is trying to understand why, 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 why are these characters always going to be white folks? Why is this going to be the way? If you're going to do it this way, I need us to not be coy. You need to explain to me why this is the decision that you made. Mm-hmm. And I would like for those things to be out in the open. You like them to initiate the conversation. Oh yeah, talk about that. Put that out there so that Stop way. Stop acting like it's not happening. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, what do you mean? I don't. Know. We're so excited to have Scarlett Johansson take on the role of Major Kusanagi because she's an incredible actress who shows so much diversity. Well, okay, yeah, great, great press, great press. Well, notice, but they like, have, have they said her name? Like is is her name major? Because 
They're just calling her Major. So even the name is Because that's what I'm wondering. I'm like, so are we about to call Scarlett Johansson Major Kusanagi? I doubt they're going to do that. So are we going to change the name now? Don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are we doing? Like, yeah. what are we? I can imagine. I can understand if you're going to do an American adaptation. Sure. Now that's a different. You know, like I get what you're doing. Yeah. You know, but yeah. if you still feel like, okay, look, do we need to localize this and change it entirely? I mean, if you but want to, time, like now yeah. that I think, I think I can give a little bit more lenience for that because if you're like, well, we are trying to contextualize the story yeah. intentionally. So we're telling, we're taking this story, which is traditionally from here and we're Americanizing it and you're just being up for that. That's what we're doing. Like for example, Kevin Hart is supposed to be playing in the movie Intouchables. Mm. They're remaking that movie that was based in, I think, the UK. Mm-hmm. And they're casting Kevin Hart to play the character. Um, so they're doing an American version and Brian Cranston. Okay. So they're Americanizing it. You see what I mean? Because Americans don't want to read subtitles and that movie wasn't subtitles. Sure, sure, so sure, sure, sure. I get it. They're, so they, there's an accessibility component. Like, right. hey, we want to give you something that maybe you haven't seen yet. Because this movie did really well. And perhaps but... it'll lead you back to the original. Right. Sure. But... Even uh, we just talked about the the what the, what was the something seven the, yeah, seven, the magnificent seven magnificent seven yeah. was an adaptation of Japanese samurai movie right yeah. Yeah, so yeah, the yeah. American so I get it so I understand so I'm not sitting there saying that you can never but what I'm talking about is are we not going to address the elephant in the room yeah y'all keep doing this right you keep doing it and it's like next thing you know you're going to tell the NWA story and Dr. Dre is going to be white. And you're going to be like, what? <laughs> what? Well, I don't understand. Well, we just wanted to pick the best actor. Yeah. Like, come on, son. Like, I yeah. get, I know that. You hey, think- Tom Cruise, last samurai, you know, there right. he was. He like, was he, speaking one. of which, all you need is kill, which was turned into, uh, um, edge that, of tomorrow. Edge of tomorrow. Yeah. That apparently from what I understand, that was traditionally, but I understand all the, the American Japanese, uh, they Americanized novel. it. So, but anyway, we're talking in a circle. I think you guys get my point that this is the thing. This is the thing. And going back to seeing Luke Cage and hearing, and hearing that, um, and hearing that, um, it's going to be intentionally black mm-hmm. hip hop. You know, I'm excited about that. Yeah. I want to see people double down on that, that identity. Right. And to say, we're, we're going to live in this space because here, here's what, I, here's what I'm feeling. And then I'm going to let this go. When, what, what happens is when we say we want to Americanize something, I think either consciously or subconsciously, we, we read that as white mm-hmm. Americanize. Oh, so that means America is white. Which is patently not true, but that's what we keep saying. And that's the point. The point is to Americanize something, to contextualize something, does not mean to cater specifically and primarily to all the white people and the white experience. Mm -hmm. Because there's more in America and in the world and American culture than just white people. Mm -hmm. So why don't we cater to telling a more accurate story that represents the world that we live in mm-hmm. and the world that we live in is extremely diverse. That's what we're fussing about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And here's the deal. Octavius says we're fussing about it. We're never going to not fuss about it because this is a thing that is always going to be an issue. I don't want to say it's always going to be a problem, but it's always going to be a strong consideration. I don't think I will live 
to the day in which this is not something that is important to me. That that I, I don't think we're ever going to get to a time in my lifetime where we will have such perfect representation of everyone on this planet that it, it will no longer be worthwhile of pointing these things out. Mm-hmm. I think it is always worthwhile to point these things out. When people do very well with it, you say, damn, nice work. That's good. I'm glad to see that. And when people don't, you say, damn, bad work. Go back to the drawing table. Can we fix this? And I feel like that conversation is always available at all times, no matter what. Whether you receive credit for it or whether you need to get knocked for it. Somebody needs to point out, hey, represent the world a little more accurately. So this is the kind of thing that really makes me frustrated. And frankly, I'm confused. I don't know how to add input into this at all. We're doing because it now there's podcast. a guess. Well, what I mean is because there's a lack of transparency for the reasons why it's happened, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm left to my own devices to say, I'm going to make assumptions as to why this was taking place, why you decided to make this Asian character a white person instead. I'm going to make my own assumption based on what that is. And that assumption is not pretty. So it's beneficial for you to tell me why you did that. Yeah. We're still going to talk about it either way, but I'm going to have a whole different feeling if you initiate that conversation. I'm talking to major studios. Right. Hire somebody for for Pete's sake. Hire somebody in press in 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 PR who's going to have those conversations and just say, "Here's where we are. This is what's happening." I think a lot of brand uh, uh, well we can get off this after this, but even outside of geek culture, I think a lot of brands are having a problem with transparency and communication. You know, like they're making moves. The moves are coming off a certain kind of way because they're not getting ahead of it. You know what I mean? They're not getting ahead of it. They're not going, here's what we're doing and here's why. Here's the why behind what we're doing. They're just talking about what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. I, I don't think there's ever a bad time to share why you're doing what you're doing. So yeah. More of that always here on comic book junto and out in the rest of the world in hollywood wherever the hell you are talk about why you do what you do yeah be open to other people doing the same all right mm-hmm. so let's move on take us take us there adam uh we want to go to uh we want to go to our, our pool list let's do it yeah let's hop to a pool list real fast uh i missed last week entirely like i said so this week felt like Felt like a big day, picking up a lot of books. Picked up a lot of new books. You hear that crackle? You oh, that? that's a good crackle. It's the brown bag. Happy brown bag day, Octavius. Happy brown bag day. Adam, happy brown bag day, internet. I picked up uh, Superman American Alien number six. I enjoyed the last one so damn much. Max Landis on that issue of Superman. He, he's breathing new life into Superman that I'm really excited about. Uh, I also picked up Sam Wilson, Captain America. This is number eight, I think. This is a continuation of Standoff. Young Cap is back. Young Steve Rogers is, heard. is back on the scene. Apparently, he's not taking the shield back, though. He's, he's letting Sam have that. Mm. So I'm, I'm interested in seeing how that works. I picked up a brand new one from Black Mask Publishing. Four kids walk into a bank. I was really attracted to the cover of this book, and uh, the, the panels inside look fantastic. So I'm excited for this. This is brand new. I'm just kind of basing this off the cover. Did the very same treatment for a book called Sun Bakery which is uh, listed as a comic book anthology magazine. I have no idea what the hell is going on in this book, but it is beautiful. It is very cool looking. So Sun Bakery, number one, I did pick up. Last but not least, the book of the week, Power Man and Iron Fist, number three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so here's what I got. Deadpool and the Mercs for Money, number three. Okay. I got Captain Marvel, number four. 
Um, what else I got? I got Huck number six. Mm-hmm. Spider Man Deadpool number four. Wow, you got you got a lot of Deadpool. Hey, hey, I'm getting a lot here. Totally Awesome Hulk number five. Okay, okay, okay. Tokyo Ghost number six. How are you in, enjoying Tokyo Ghost? I, I feel like I need to pick those up. It's good. Yeah, you like, I like it? it? I did get four kids walking to a bank. Oh, what led you to this? Saw it up there. Talked to the guys at Brave New Worlds. Yeah. They said, hey, this is kind of cool. They said the Goonies meet bank robbery. And I was like, I'll give it one. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it one. I got Power Man and Iron Fist number three. Yes. And I got Young Metro Origins number one. <laughs> oh, wow. No, no, I didn't. Wow, who's publishing that? Who's putting that out? Well, that's the problem. I mean, none of y'all answer the call, so nobody's publishing it. Internet, I'm not going to say it too many more times. Yeah. Okay? We need you to tell us about Young Metro's origin story. The Four Kids Walk Into a Bank is, is being published by Black Mask, Okay. I recognize this publisher because the last time I bought a book done by Black Mask was Ghostface Killer's 12 Reasons to Die. Okay. Okay. And that's, uh, it was accompanying his, his album when it came out. And Ghostface has this whole narrative where he is killed. There's this whole fiction. He's killed. Hey, yo, yo, my. <laughs> I didn't know that he did my that. My face, Iron. Hey, he did that whole thing. He did that whole Go thing. Go Eagle on my arm. I saw him at the Blockley in Philly. In West hey, Philly. yo. And he did this whole thing where he goes backstage. He go, "Hey, yo, Philly, I love y'all. I gotta go back, Philly. Give me a minute." Adrian Young is outside on the stage. Adrian Young is the producer on his album. He's doing this whole like live instrument section, and you hear some gunshots. And Adrian Young gets on the mic and he goes, "Hey, Philly, they killed my boy Ghost. They killed my boy Ghost." And then a bunch of people come out in robes and they say a bunch of incantations, and Ghostface is resurrected from the dead. You watch Ghostface Killer be res- res- resurrected from the dead in front of your own eyes. Like that is correct. That is correct. Yeah. Wow. So Black Mask published the comic book that went along with that album. So if anybody is going to do a comic book about Metro Boomin, I feel like it's Black Mask. I need you. Listen, internet, all of you listening, every last one of you, somebody out there mm. knows why Young Metro doesn't trust you. <laughs> wow. I want to know why. Write the origin story. Yeah. Send it in to us, comicbookjunto at barefruit.com. Was it a radioactive spider? Like, hey. What was it? Radioactive NPC? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> radioactive lean? I don't know. What is it? Radioactive lean. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I don't trust. Hey, you want to drink, Metro? No, I don't trust. He had some radioactive lean. He's like, <laughs> from that point forward, young Metro trusted no one. He doesn't trust anybody. And Future was the one who had to nurse him back to health. Wow. And Future felt like he let him down wow. because he wasn't there for him when he needed him. Wow. So that's why Future is the gunman. He's oh. the shooter. Yeah, he's so a shooter. So Young Metro doesn't trust and the whole story is Young Metro is on a on a on a search like Lone Wolf and Cub uh-huh. trying to find out who gave him the radioactive lean. Wow. Okay. The so ooze. so right. So they're traveling across the country uh-huh. under the guise of being a production and music recording artist duo, uh-huh. but what they're really doing is going city to city trying to find out the person who gave Metro Boomin the radioactive lean and Future's the Shooter. Featured, Hints. In, featured in Mark Millar's Old Man Metro. Old Man Metro. I can't wait. Since the underlining thing, Future says, if young Metro don't trust you, I'm going to shoot you. Which is, to us, we think it's music. We think it's fun. But yeah. on the low, 
people who are part of the lean he's squad. Coming. He's coming. He's they coming. Know. It's like, we coming for you. Wow. It, see how long that took me? Nothing. Where y'all at, internet? You could you could do a text-to-speech and just get that Come down. on. Come on. Do something better Shoot. than that. Well, I don't think it gets better than that. That might be why Young Metro doesn't <laughs> trust you. <laughs> hey, look, I, I, I want to put in a really, really, really quick remark on our book of the week because of the book of the week. Let's do it. Is uh, I got, I got Man, out of hand. Sorry Iron Man that. 3. Power Man and Iron Man 3. Power Man and Iron Fist. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. 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 Uh, Power Man and Metro Boomin 3. Um, <laughs> it's If you've been joining us for this show, you know that we're really crazy about this book. The first and the second issue are terrific. And we're about to get into spoilers on issue number three. So that if is you haven't correct. read it, pause. Read it. Come back. Um, in in the in the effort of me blazing through this review, Octavius, I'm going to say this: it's good. Your thoughts? <laughs> okay. Outside of it being good, um, I think the artwork is still great. I think the story is still funny. I think the relationship between Power Man, aka Luke Cage, because he doesn't like being called Power Man, mm-hmm. and Jessica Jones is hilarious. So damn funny. The whole shirt situation. She how, buys him a yellow shirt for Father's Day, buys him a yellow shirt for birthday. You know, she fusses I, I, at him because he messed up one of the shirts. Feel like her gifts are are are, are um, you know not as surprising as they used to be, maybe in their their relationship when they were in young love. Yeah. So like he always gets yellow shirts. Love how his 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 costume is slowly turning back yep. into the power man kind of costume mm-hmm. from like the kind of shirt and vest kind of situation. Love how Danny asks, Hey, what's the deal with you not being able to swear in front of your daughter, but Jessica is allowed to swear. Jessica can do whatever she wants. She's the boss. She's the boss. It's like, okay, this is a man who knows. <laughs> this is a man who knows <laughs> crazy how you see huge Luke cage who can, you know, like unfazed by anybody. Jessica Jones comes through and starts giving him, giving him a finger, a tongue lashing. And he's like, baby, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> you know? You're the smartest woman in the world. And I know, I know Reed Richards. And I know, and I know Reed Richards. Right, exactly. <laughs> I loved. They went to go see Dr. Strange and Dr. Strange was like, yo, I ain't never heard of this thing. What are they looking for? The Soul Stone. The Soul Stone. Dr. Yeah. Strange never heard of it. Never heard of it. And, and his whole thing is he's saying, look, there's some magic that's just like cheap. There's like street magic. There's this stuff that doesn't count. I wouldn't even research that. It's not legit. Great analogy. He used like martial arts. Yeah. Like there's all kinds of different martial arts. Nobody can be a master of all of them. But then he goes, but for some situations, it's not necessary to master certain martial arts. So same with the magic. So they go to the street. Doctor Strange. Uh huh. Yeah. What that? What was his name? Senor Magico. Something like that. Senor Magico, who was like, oh, the Soul Stone. I know about all about the Soul yeah, Stone. Yeah, Senor Magico. And they want to be master of mystic arts. Yeah. He he looks like a he looks like a a, a knockoff of Doctor Strange living in Harlem. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And he's he's got this whole story about Anansi, the trickster, and how Anansi, the trickster, created the Soul Stone uh, to play pranks on people and basically give it to someone who was very weak. And it turns them into someone who is very powerful. However, the prank here is the power takes over entirely. So you completely lose control. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you, you, you know, be careful what you wish for. Yoruba Yorba trickster. Why do the Yoruba tricksters look like people from Parliament Funkadelic? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I thought I was reading a hip hop family tree for a second. Yeah. Like Ed Piscor's hip hop family tree. Um, which, which brings me to, 
I like reading this book and knowing that it's written by a black man and illustrated by a black and man. illustrated by a black man. And these are people who have their own look and take on characters and dialogue. And it makes it, it, it makes it exciting. It's it, this doesn't read like other comics. It doesn't I'm, I'm even, even how, um, even how the one girl keeps calling her boo boo. Yeah. Listen, but like I hear, I can hear her voice like boo boo. We got to boo boo. We got to talk about all this killing you trying to do and all this blood you trying to shed. Black like, Mariah. I can hear her voice. I can hear, like, this is not, you know, this is not just like someone, hey, like you say, cooking from pictures. Mm-hmm. How about uh, how about Luke Cage bringing up the fact that uh, Black History Month is the shortest month of the year? Yeah, dang. Again, another little another little jab. It's yeah, like, oh, okay. You, you got a, a, a Danny. I, I don't get it. How can there be something as powerful as the Super Soul Stone? And I've never heard of it. And Luke says, same reason Black History Month is the shortest month of the year. Right. Don't make no sense. Dang. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah. So towards the end, uh, we're seeing that the Soul Stone is it. A super soul stone. The super soul stone is really taking over their their buddy. Yeah. And at the end of the day, Jenny. she is like transforming into something otherworldly. And, you know, Tombstone. Is it Tombstone? Tombstone yeah. Yeah, has Tombstone. hired Power Man and Iron Fist <laughs> yeah. to defend them. Be like, wait, you want to hire Power you're the, Man you're and the Iron Fist? For, you're heroes for hire, right? He's like, you're going to him, you're the heroes for hire, right? Well, I want to hire you to take care of that one who's trying to fight me. Who's trying yeah. to fight you? You know, and then it's like... Then there's their, their girl, Jenny's like full-on gremlin reptile situation. Yeah, he fed her after midnight. Yeah. Oh, the, the, this book is really fun. The I'm excited to great. see where we're going. I'm really excited to see where we're going. Every every time we, we pick up a new issue of this, I get, I get happy about it. I, I love it. If you're not picking it up, you're, you're tripping up. Your fault. You're not trill. That's that's the situation. Trillium. Yeah. Learn from your OGs. Excellent book. Uh, love this book of the week. And but by the way, honorary book of the week, as far as I'm concerned, I haven't read it yet, but I'm going to say Walking Dead, The Alien. Yes. Go to panelsyndicate.com and download that. You can literally buy that for no money at all. You can just download it. I, I doubt that you want to do that. Throw a couple of bones toward BKV and Marcos Martin. They deserve it. They do great work. Mm-hmm. And I'm very excited to read that and come back with my tail between my legs and say, okay, I'm back on The Walking Dead. Train. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Two options for book of the week next week. Let's pick one. We uh-huh. have The Dark Knight 3, Master Race number four. Ooh, that or or mm-hmm. we have Old Man Logan number five. We didn't do Old Man Logan number four, did we? No, we didn't. So we would, uh, you know what? I want to get into Dark Knight because the last time we did a Dark Knight book of the week, we, we had a lot of things to say. Yeah. And I feel like it is a, a significant book. Yes. And there's a lot of conversation around it. So I want to have that conversation with you. Old Man Logan has been consistently great and I'm, I'm excited to read that. I'm not worried about it. Dark Knight comes out and I start feeling like, uh-oh. So I want to have a conversation about that. What, do, what say you? I'm in. That's the book of the week for next week. All right. Dark Knight 3. What is it? Book 4? Number 4. Number 4. Dark Knight 3, The Master Race. Number 4. Uh-huh. All right. That's it. Adam's got to go. Yep, yep, yep. I'm burning. Uh, Shut the show down. You can find me online on Twitter and on Instagram at Adam Tetris, A-D-A-M-T-E-T-E-R-U-S. Also, very, very quick shout out to my boy, Adrian, who found my wallet. Who found my wallet. Word up. Yesterday morning, and tried like hell to get a hold of me online through Facebook, through email, and even hit up 
Comic Book Junto's Twitter account, or Thank at least uh, Adrian, your buddy, did that. Yeah. Thank you to him as well. Um, th- I appreciate that so much. Good Samaritans. Curious of how you even found Comic Book Junto in, co- in connection to that. Don't know. So happy that you're here. Thank you for my wallet. Thank you so much for le- leaving uh, a five-star and positive comment. Absolutely. Super appreciate that, and I hope you stick around for longer. Um, nah, if you'll pardon me, I cut all my cards in half, so I got to go take care of that situation. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. All right, so... You can find me, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Octavia Say Newman. This podcast is a product of Bear Fruit. You can go to barefruit.com, sign up for the newsletter, um, check out our store as well, check out the merchandise there, follow Bear Fruit on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, at B3ARFRUIT. Send us emails if you'd like, comicbookjunto at barefruit.com. Ask us questions using the hashtag AskCBJ on Twitter. Um, if you like this podcast, leave us five stars and a positive comment on iTunes. We're on iTunes. Leave us comments on SoundCloud. We're also, uh, you can also get us through Overcast and Stitcher. Um, uh, what else did I want to say? I wanted to say one last thing. Um, something about the show, something about something coming up. You got well, plans. Re- really what I want to do is I want to end the show um, with a question. I want you guys hmm. to, to talk back to us. Using, because we want to know about you is really what I'm trying to say. Yes. So, what I want to know, and I want you to tweet at Octavius A. Newman and at and at Adam Tedderus. Tell us your favorite comic book, not your your favorite cartoon from when you were a kid. Favorite cartoon. Favorite cartoon from when you're a kid, and we'll read off some of the answers on that next week's episode. You started saying I want to know, and I was thinking about Joe. Remember that song in back in two thousand? <laughs> I want to know what turns you on. I want to know. That's not what I want you to. Yeah. Me. I don't want you to tell me that. Uh, yeah, favorite cartoon. Okay, I'll be favorite. packing that for next time. Yeah. Too. So tweet us, Octavius A. Newman, mm-hmm. Adam Tedderus. That's right. Hashtag Compo Junto. Your favorite cartoon from when you were young and homework. Refer this podcast to one other person that you feel would appreciate. Yeah, share it with a friend. Pass that thing around. Share it around. We like to think that what we have with you is a good thing, and we, we want to invite more people to be a part of it. Yeah. Increase our numbers. That's what we got. World domination. What are we going to do uh, next? <laughs> what, is, what, is, what do you say? Same we thing we do, do every week? Wednesday. Try to take over the world. That's right. All right, guys. That's it for this week. Until next time, peace. Peace. <laughs>